What I love about doing podcasts is that I'm the host. I'm like the audio engineer. I'm the producer. I'm the script writer. I'm the editor. Sometimes I just want to come on and just talk my shit. And I think today is a good day where I could do a bit of a story time. I don't know how long it's going to be, but I just feel like I should come here, script all of the the things that make the podcast, the intros, the transitions, and then just vibe with you guys because this is how I started when I started doing podcasts. There wasn't no intro. There wasn't no fancy equipment and things like that. I was just figuring it out. And sometimes we get a little too fancy, but I think the fanciness was a part of the progression to make this a amazing podcast that you want to come back and listen to. But today I just want to talk a little bit more about my print on demand story time. I've always been a creative as long as I can remember shaving off my eyebrow in elementary school or doing the Cleopatra braids, learning how to braid at a very early age, probably before I was 10. I was doing cornrows and singles and beads and things like that, crochet, braiding other people's hair by the time I was in seventh grade. So I've always been a creative. I've always had that bug or something that was knacking me to use my hands to create, to make things, to make people feel good. And then a little bit later in my life, it was more so to teach, to uplift, to bring people into a space where they can be creative as well and, of course, make some money from it. <laughs> but I know I've talked about my print-on-demand journey for a while, but I want to go like by the timeline. And I looked at this stuff and I saw this meme floating around saying, when is your time? Fuck that shit up or something like that. I don't know what it said. Or it was, when, you're, when is your time? Something. Turn up. I think that's what it was. When is your time? Turn up. I think. Okay. No, when it's your turn, go crazy. I don't know when my time is. I'm not actively waiting on it. I'm not rushing it. I feel like it's already been my time. It's always my time. You know, I'm always evolving and growing and things like that. But to be honest, my first shirt hit in 2009. And I always tell you guys it was the Kanye. Kanye and Taylor Swift thing. Beyonce had the best album. Leo, let me finish. Yeah. The whole, was it the MTV Awards? But my first shirt with that and then the scripper with the Travis Porter thing. And it was Soraka. 2009. So at this point I used Spreadshirt, but I had no account. So I think I probably used the guest checkout because the... Only thing that I could find in my Spreadshirt records was the very first shirt I ordered was on March 12, 2010. I don't remember exactly what the design is. And then also on Spreadshirt, it shows me a few of my orders and things that I purchased, but it doesn't show everything. Some things have like a box. I don't know what that means, but I started using Spreadshirt in 2009 my first shirt in 2010. Around April 2010, I started designing for DJ A1. And if you guys watched the versus battle last Sunday, you saw at the DJ A1 rocking the mic for Escape. So I started designing shirts for him. We used to do his Instagram tag. Back then it was mainly Twitter because 
more people were active on Twitter. So we used to, and his handle has been the same for the past 12 years. Okay. So we used to do his at name on his shirts, like different colors, red, white, black. And then we did the famous shit shirt. And then we did the cartoon of a picture of him with the famous shit wording on it. So then he used to rock those as well. And DJ One is really cool. I've known him for a very long time. And he's gotten me tickets to see Candy and Fantasia a few times. So shout out to you for being solid. And then around that time, I was also designing shirts for DJ Shaw Mills which was Trina's DJ and then DJ B-Lord, who is from South Carolina. So it was simple stuff like just their Twitter names. Because again, like I said, back then, Twitter was that thing. And I'm trying to think, how did I meet DJ Shaw Mills? I cannot remember how I met him. I have no clue. But I knew, I've knew i met DJ B-Lord a million times at parties and stuff like that. And he's been a consistent DJ in South Carolina for years. He's popular for his happy G. Around 2011, I was doing MLM. So I started designing shirts for some of the ladies who were in the MLM with me. My mom, I would design my shirts. I would make custom shirts for them, like their websites in the back. I also did like a photo shoot, a family photo shoot. And then I had a friend, Ashley, she was on the podcast from Sense to Sense. She was a part of that photo shoot. She had the South Beach Nikes. And I designed a shirt to match that. So she wore that with the photo shoot that we did. So that was awesome. That was like my first like professional photo shoot that showed off some of the stuff I had. Because I, I think I was wearing some of the bracelets I had designed back then. And I not always did shirts. I did like cell phone cases. I did jewelry, earrings. Just listen. I did purses. <laughs> Little clutch purses. Yeah, there was a lot of things that I used to do in between 2011 to like 20. 17 18 and then I, I started sewing again recently in the past couple of years but in the time frame of, of 2012 and 2013 I started to do bay drop shipping which was really good with outsourcing from AliExpress so I got my first taste of AliExpress sometime in 2011-2012 where I used to buy stuff from there and then I learned that I could do the whole drop shipping business and back then I didn't have a laptop I don't think I probably did but I think I had one of those big back computers and I was on like dial up or something times to change. But I was like making a shake <laughs> with some whack equipment, but I made it work. And to the point where I had these packages picked up from my house from the PS, USPS, you know, where they had a little buckets and they can, you can schedule a pickup. So I was doing that, I was sending out maybe 20 plus belts a day. That's how crazy that business was for me. And I always had a passion for t-shirts because I like to have t-shirts to say things that I like. And then sometimes you would not find the stuff that you wanted in a t-shirt. That's when I slowed down with the Etsy stuff and I got back in to doing t-shirts. So y'all know when like you make a plan to record something and then you leave a whole lot of stuff out. <laughs> this is what's happening right now. I started recording and obviously when I started editing the podcast, I was like, I left out my whole spiel about when I started Amazon Affiliate because this kind of coincides with kind of like the start of my Amazon hustle. 
and truly learning how to make money on Amazon. So I would be doing you guys a disservice if I was to leave a part of this out. So in the beginning, I was talking about with going back into making shirts, but around 2013, I learned about Amazon affiliates. My very first, <laughs> I think, paycheck or like some type of earnings came in April of 2013 when I signed up for Amazon Affiliate. I don't remember what I learned this from, but I do know I started to blog. So I started to blog and I started to link things back to my Amazon account. So I was on like Blogspot. Dang, this is good. Y'all, I forgot I had a whole blog. It was like smileyquanta.com. Jeez, I had a whole blog on blogspot.com. And that was kind of like where everybody used to do blogging back back in the day so it was like blogging events and I would like I started with the Amazon affiliate also because I was blogging and doing a few things on YouTube I started to get what you get is like free products from Amazon sellers for in exchange for reviews I got hair products I got tweezers I got a whole fan that I still use till this day so I used to get lots of different products kitchen stuff I've gotten pans and pots and things <laughs> like I was enthralled into and I didn't know what I was doing but I was doing it and I'm, I'm sure my blog is probably up to this day because I don't remember deleting it but I did move from smileyquanta.com over to WordPress where I decided that I was going to take things a little step further with my blogging and things and that's when I got more into publishing but with the amazon affiliate what i learned was that somebody clicks your amazon affiliate link for a product whatever they purchase in that shopping trip you get a percentage of you know that sale so what i used to do was like hey if y'all gonna order anything off amazon let me know i'll send you a special link <laughs> so that's kind of how i got my first like 50 dollars on amazon affiliate and then later when i started publishing on create space because that was the platform that you publish your ebook, not your ebook, that's where you published your paperback book back in the days because KDP only had Kindle. So it was only Kindle products, right? There wasn't even, there wasn't really even audio books. You could create CDs on CreateSpace if I'm not mistaken. So you could do things like that on CreateSpace, but that's where you got your paperback books at. And I'm sure there was always hardcover and case-bound books because we bought them from the store. But back then, I didn't know where to buy that at. I didn't know how to design that. I started off with the paperbacks and I started off with the ebooks. And trust and believe, like, those covers were so trash. A little pink book with a cupcake. But that's, so around 2013, 2014 is when I started with my Amazon income. So when I say I've been in this for a long time, I've truly been in this for a very long time. I don't remember when merch started, but I remember someone mentioning something about Amazon merch and t-shirts. And I think I signed up in 2017, but I never did anything with the account because I didn't understand it. And I think at the time I wasn't even thinking like that. But around the time I started to learn more about journals, end of 2017, beginning of 2018, I started to get into creating journals on KDP and doing merch. So my first check with merch was September 2018. And I think I made like four bucks that very first month. So that means October, I probably started it. And then I always made money on KDP regardless. So that was always 
income there from KDP, whether it was a few cents or $50. I did make some kind of income. The biggest thing for me was my paperbacks were selling back in my hometown because my parents, my aunt was behind me. So I would sell hella books for $10 and I would make a pretty good amount of money. So I was doing the book hustle that way. So uh, I wanted to make sure I put that in there because that did describe a whole lot of my print-on-demand journey. So I did not want to leave this part out. All right, so let's jump back into... Now we are about November 2016. I did take a little break, y'all. I was talking a lot. November 2016, I think that's when I kind of started trying to get samples again. I was not even close to the point of designing shirts on my own in my house like heat pressing none of that stuff I don't think I was ready for that initially I did not let me slow down so I started getting samples for shirts from Teespring okay so I started using Teespring around November 2016 and that was right before I started coins and connections I would go and use Teespring to get like the samples for my shirts before launch and then just testing stuff and trying to see if this is what I wanted to do all while I was brainstorming the business, I was learning how to build a good business this time around and not just throw up something because I had an idea. I actually did the groundwork of trying to figure out who my audience is. And I think back then, that's kind of when the Bill Brand, Bill Brand business, Arsha Jones Facebook group came up. And I had joined that when it was like pretty new. And then like around 2017, I basically turned my focus completely to Coins and Connections. And also that year, I was going to be moving by the end of the year. That was really something. So I focused on Coins and Connections. Like I got my first sale in, in 2017 as well. So I started a lot of, uh, I focused on that. And that was just from now I'm still focusing on Coins and Connections, uh, regardless of how it's turned into a university, it's turned into teaching materials, it's turned into a podcast. I'm just happy that it's more than just t-shirts or, or buttons or patches or pins. It's a, it's a whole brand. It's a collective of things. And I really mean what I say about that. I'm teaching people how to snatch these coins from homes and make these meaningful connections with people while building your business. And that's just my whole entire plan, and that's my whole entire plan, is to just grow this into something bigger than I could even imagine. So it may change and flow different ways, but the but the meaning behind it stays the same of just me putting out this information and helping others succeed at what they really want to do. I did get my heat press. It was in between the time that I'm, I left Kansas and I moved to Virginia. I believe my mom had like we had amazon gift cards from something and we used it and i bought my very first i think it was like a 15 by 15 heat press machine so it was a small one and i started using that and then sometime in 2018 maybe around the beginning of the year i got my first cameo so i learned how to make my own t-shirts i was ordering t-shirts so i started making some of the t-shirts at home then i was like oh, i don't want to do this anymore Sold my heat press machine only to buy a bigger one like a few months later. <laughs> so I was like, okay, maybe I am doing this because more people started asking me to basically create t-shirts and things like that for them. Also in 2018, well, 2017, 2018 is when I started to get into the journal business heavy. And while basically testing, I found a niche that was undeserved 
that I could go in and I could make some money. So I built that POD brand out and that ended up being way better than Coins and Connections till this date, like breaking my KDP by breaking my KDP income, merch, Redbubble, and my Etsy records all in my business. So my print-on-demand business that I built in 2018 ended up breaking the records of Coins and Connections, period. It, it, out, it outweighs that. My side hustle became my full-time income and my full-time income became like the amount of my side hustle. And that's just sometimes how things work in business. You could be doing a side hustle and then that blows up bigger than what your main business is. And I'm still focused on coins and connections, but also that my side hustle is able to pay for most of the stuff. I can really enjoy coins and connections and it does not feel like a job. It's something I want to do. And so, and I've always said this, it's something that I'll do every day, whether I was getting paid for it or not, because I don't get any money for this podcast. Believe it or not, a hundred episodes. I don't have any sponsors. Any sponsorships are things that I read are normally my affiliate link ads that I do. Everything else comes from YouTube. So like YouTube, I get sponsorships and I get paid video video stuff for that would print on demand, but not like on the podcast. So it's not sponsored by anybody. I show up here every season, 10 episodes because I want to, and there's nothing binding me to do this. So this is what I enjoy doing. And I'll talk a little bit more about what will continue to go on in my business later on in the season when I wrap up my, um, finale still where we are but now pretty much building up two other print-on-demand businesses that I started maybe around 2019 2020 like I had the ideas but I just didn't have the time to put in it and and make it what it could be but when one of the businesses made a sale on a platform that I haven't made any money for coins and connections yet that kind of light the fire up under me that I needed to go ahead and continue to build out these businesses because I know they can do well. And again, these are just side hustles. My print-on-demand business and Coins and Connections are my full-time thing, but these two new print-on-demand businesses are my side hustles. They're for fun because this is what helps me to just go ahead and create things and put it out without the pressure of it being my face on it. And people are just buying it because they love it. I'm not begging anybody. I'm not posting as much as I need to get these stuff out there. It's organic traffic because I've done the research and I know who I can serve with my new brand. So that's basically where I am in my print-on-demand story. And I just wanted to come on here and just talk without all the extra stuff because sometimes you guys just need to hear this down-to-earth conversation and then this will be a moment in my podcast where you can be like, oh, wow, it wasn't easy. No, it, it never is easy. And I never want y'all to be like, oh, we just we just saw you and and you're doing all of this. But yeah, it's, it's did you remember what I said 2009? Yeah, I've been doing this. You might have not known me in 2009, but there are people, there are family members who have supported me in every single thing I've done. That When I say they bought shirts, they bought jewelry, cell phone cases, earrings, bracelets, t-shirts, they bought it, books, everything, notebooks, just ready to support me. And I truly say thank you to those people who are down for me whatever I do whatever new shit I pop up with they are definitely supporting me and that's what you need and again even if I'm off the grid I'm still 
okay. Like I, I don't, I, this is what I've worked for. So when you don't see me, it's not that, oh, she must not have anything going on. If you feel like that, and if you feel like you have to say that to try to look down on another woman in the business, then hey, by all means, go ahead and say, oh, she must be doing nothing. I am cool with that because I am living my best life behind the scenes. When I say relaxation, my work weeks are easier. I get to create more. I've been drawing and designing more than I've ever done in a very long time. I don't feel overworked or overwhelmed. Yeah, spending a lot of time with my family, lots of time with my husband. So that's what my goal has always been. I don't want to be the face. And I always tell y'all, I don't want to be rich. I want to be wealthy. So rich is loud. Rich is in your face. He is chilling. Quiet, relax. Wealthy is, I'm still shopping at Ross and Walmart to buy whatever, okay? And I probably got stacks in my bank account. That's how I want to live my life, like, stress-free and happy. Shout out to you guys. <laughs> and when I disappear from social media for good, for good, trust and believe I am okay. I am A-okay. Thanks for letting me talk my shit today, and I'll see you guys in the next episode.